with the flesh, uh, dealing with the flesh and the mind, and uh, we dealt with that in verse or chapter number seven this morning, where there's Paul was talking about the warring uh, that's going on, warring against the law of my mind, verse number twenty-three, and bringing into captivity, verse or chapter number seven, verse twenty-three, bringing into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. And he says, "O wretched man that I am." We dealt with this morning. Uh, those that uh, continue to do things in their flesh after that they're saved said that they can't uh, make changes or they give excuses for not making changes. But we know according to Scripture that God gives us a right mind. Amen. Gives us a sound mind. It gives us power. Gives us love. Gives everything we need at the moment of salvation to live a life that will glorify Him. The problem most of the time with most individuals is they don't want to make that change. They don't want to give their life totally over to the Lord. There's a crowd that wants to give Him a little bit of their life and have a little bit of church life, but they don't want to give it all to Him because they still like some of the things of the world and they want to try to stay on that side of the fence also. Well, you can't split the fence with the Lord, amen? Uh, you're either one way or the other, either yay or nay, one or the other, amen? And so we study the Scriptures and we find that God has given us everything we need. And, and I talked about this one of the different, uh, uh, different thoughts that Paul mentioned there in Philippians chapter 4, verse number 8. Talked about the things to think about, things to keep your mind on, to help your mind, to keep a right mind, to keep a sound mind, to keep a, uh, a willing mind, amen? And so we'll look at that in just a moment. But before I go there to deal with that, I want to back up for just a little bit. We're coming out of chapter number 7, and I don't want to omit chapter number 8 of Romans. Romans is just absolutely full of, of nutrition, amen, to feed upon as a believer. It, it'll help you. You study all the Bible to help you. But Romans, I don't, I don't want to get away from this or, or jump over this because Paul deals with all of that to, with the war and against the flesh in chapter number 7. But then he comes to chapter number 8 in verse number 1. He says, there is therefore now no condemnation. We can stop right there and shout a while. Take a time out, amen, and shout a while because of what he just discussed in chapter number 7. Therefore, when you see the word therefore in the Scriptures, you have to understand what it's therefore, amen, and it always refers back to what was just discussed. And so Paul in chapter number 8, he says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. I'm not going to go back and deal with what he said about the flesh in chapter 7, but you understand according to verse number 1 of chapter number 8, that's what he's talking about. Those who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Thank God we're free tonight. Amen. Uh, we're free, born again, children of God, free from the bondage of sin. Thank God for that. We're not under the bondage of sin anymore. That's enough to make a Presbyterian say amen at least anyway. <laughs> verse number three for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh god sent in his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled what's this now in us the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit we got a work to do amen there's people watching us, amen, and that law of righteousness is fulfilled in the believer, all right? For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. That word carnally minded or carnal means fleshly, following after your flesh, amen? For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and 
and peace. Because the carnal mind, verse 7, is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Amen. Those that are in the flesh, those that are uh, striving to please the flesh, the Bible says they cannot please God. Amen. They're living in their flesh. The things that they're doing are fleshly minded. It's carnal minded. Uh, They're doing the things they're doing to get a pat on the back. Their motives are wrong. Their initiatives are wrong. Everything is fleshly minded. And so the Bible says they cannot please God. But ye, what's this now? This is a good verse, verse number nine. But ye, that's the born again believers. That's us. Amen. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Amen. You ought to just write amen out there on the side of your Bible. Amen. You're not in the flesh. It's the Spirit of God that dwelleth in you. Amen. So we don't mind the things of the flesh. We mind the things of God. The mind of the things that are spiritual. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Now, I want to interject something right there. This is not my message. I want to interject something right there. Then with that verse of Scripture. The Bible says, Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ... He is none of His. And I've heard many people say, Preacher, we're not to be judges. We're not to condemn people because, you know, they, they say that they're saved, but yet they're... Listen, you know by the fruit they bear, by the, the Spirit that uh, bears witness with them. Amen. We know that. And so we know if they're none of His. And don't try to pacify them and make them think everything's okay when they're living in their flesh and not following after God. Amen. Amen. You gotta help them. You gotta you gotta reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering. Amen. That's the believer's responsibility. Because the Bible says, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. I know folks that say that they're saved, but they do not have the Spirit of God. They don't have the Spirit of Christ. They have a hateful attitude. Everything you say, they're I mean, they're negative, they're worldly, they're carnal. Amen. They're none of his. Amen. They do things that's wrong, they sin and, and they live their life like nothing's ever happened. The Bible says if you're not chastened by God as a believer, you're bastards and not sons. Amen? So we, we have to understand that and we're to help them. Don't, don't allow them to continue thinking that they're saved when they're not saved. Amen? I'm not saying that you've got to force the Bible down their throat. But you, listen, you can't allow them and pacify them and pat them on the back and tell them, Oh, it's okay. Just because you did that, well, you're, you're okay. No, you're not okay. If your heart's not right with God, amen, and the Spirit of God's not dwelling in you, you're going to die in your sins and you're going to go to hell. That's not popular preaching in our day, but that's Bible preaching. Amen. I'm not a popular preacher, but I'm a Bible preacher. Amen. If you're not right with God and the Spirit of God doesn't dwell in you, you're going to die in your sins and you're going to go to hell. That's Bible. Amen. Now, the Bible says if any man... Doesn't matter, rich or poor, black or white, red, yellow, black or white, amen, doesn't matter. They're rich, if they're poor, if they're famous or, or not. So any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. And if Christ, verse number 10, be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit whoop, is life, amen, because of righteousness. Amen. Now, I just want to say this tonight. I hate dead services. Hey man, I hate going to church and it looks like there ought to be a casket set up in front of the pulpit because it's so dead. 
I hate that. Amen. The Bible doesn't teach me that living for God is, is dead. Amen. It's alive. It's, a, it's well. And the Bible teaches the man of God to lift up his voice and, and the people of God to lift up the praises and, and rejoice. I mean, thank God God's been good to us. Amen. He's blessed us beyond measure. We've got all reason in the world to, to be shouting and to be excited. Amen. I hate when it's dead service. I preached in a funeral home one time, and I'll be honest with you, that's the most lively service I've preached in in years. And I preached in a funeral home. Those folks coming out ready to serve the Lord, read the Word. We had a time in a funeral home. Now, that was kind of unusual. And I, I preached <laughs> I preached out that night. I said, well, you know, most of the time everything's dead around the funeral home, but it wasn't that night. Amen. <laughs> you go to churches, it's dead. You go to funeral home, it's live. They got it backwards. But anyway, <laughs> if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. That body is, listen, we've done away with it. It's to us, the body, the flesh, it's dead. Amen? It, we've done away with that. We've died out to the old flesh. We're walking in newness of life with Christ. Amen? Mm-hmm. With the Spirit of God dwelling in us. Those old things we used to do, those old places we used to go, all that old stuff in the old flesh, uh, listen, we've done away with that. It's dead. Amen? Amen? Don't mean that the flesh is gone. The flesh is still there, but we don't give in to it. Amen? Y'all with me? But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. Hallelujah. But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. Notice there's a lot of buts and ifs in this conversation. Paul was dealing with those at Rome that pretended to be, but they was not. They were professors, but not possessors. And he's dealing with that here. If, If Christ live in you, if Christ be in you, verse 10, verse 11, but if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. That word quicken means make alive. Amen. I'm not dead. I'm alive. Amen. I try to preach like I'm alive. Amen. I try to live my life like I'm alive. Amen. I'm not dead. There's there's something on the inside of me that's changed me, changed my mortal body. I've got a reason to be excited. I've got a reason to to be uh, looking up. Amen. I've got a reason to pray. I've got a reason to praise. Uh, Amen. And so that uh, He has quickened your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. Now, you see some of these people and some of these religions that are so dead and quiet and, Lord, help them. I don't know how they do that. What are they doing? Let me ask you this. What will they do when they get to heaven when all of us, uh, I'm not talking charismatic, but all those believers that's full of the Spirit of God get up there begin to worship, begin to praise, begin to shout, uh, what are they going to do? I wonder if some of them will be there. <laughs> Listen, they're not going to have their cloud and we'll have our cloud. Some people teach that, but that's not the way it's going to be. We're all going to be there together. I wonder what they're going to do. I wonder if some of those are even saved. Amen. Because the Bible says that God, whenever Christ moves into us in us, He quickens our mortal bodies. Amen. We're be excited about the things of God. Therefore, brethren, verse number 12, we're talking to the saved now. Therefore, what's that therefore, therefore, because of what He just said. Brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if we live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of your body, ye shall live. What does that mean? That means that we mortify the deeds in these bodies. We don't do the things pertaining to the flesh. We do the things pertaining to the Spirit. Amen. And we follow the Spirit of God that dwelleth in us. We allow Him to lead us. And we do those things that's well-pleasing unto the Lord that God leads us into doing. And it doesn't kill us, but it makes us alive. 
Amen. That's good stuff right there. For as many as be led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Amen. Amen. John said over there in 1 John chapter number 3, Beloved, uh, it, uh, listen, he said uh, that uh, we are, what manner of love, he's talking about the love of God, he said, what manner of love hath the Father bestowed upon us uh, to call us uh, the sons of God? Amen. And I'm paraphrasing there, so you have to bear with me. Let me get over there and I'll read it word perfect for you. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the, wor- the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. We are the sons of God, if the Spirit of God dwelleth within us. Therefore we ought to live uh, like children of God. Be led of the Spirit. Amen. If the Holy Spirit says, give your money, give your money. <laughs> Amen. If the Holy Spirit says, go witness to that individual, go witness to that individual. If the Holy Spirit tells you to give them a track at the gas station, obey the Holy Spirit and give them that track. Amen. Amen. If He says, go visit this individual, go visit that individual. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. Don't worry about the outcome. Let the Holy Ghost lead you. Be obedient to the will of God and the Word of God and let God work in your body. Amen. That's good preaching. That didn't even my message. I don't even know if I'll get to my thoughts tonight. I don't know. I'm being, I'm, this is just good stuff. Amen. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now that crowd that say that they're saved and they live like the world, they live like the devil, they drink on Friday, they drink on Saturday and try to sing in the choir on Sunday, that's not of God. Amen. Amen. Let me say this tonight. The church has to have a standard. Amen. The church has to have a step. We've got a constitution, we've got bylaws, and it has to be that way. Amen. You can't drink on Friday night and think you're going to come and sing in the choir on Sunday, Oh, how I love Jesus, whenever you was a sloppy drunk on Friday. Amen. We're not going to do that. It doesn't work that way. The singing sets the mode for the worshiping, for the preaching. Amen. And so there's, there's a crowd, though, that they, they live one way at home and they try to live another way at church. <laughs> Hello. Those things ought not be. Amen. You ought to live the same way every day. If the Spirit of God dwell in you, you walk in the Spirit because God has made your body alive and you live for Him and you be obedient to Him. Amen. Amen. For as many as led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. I've been adopted. <laughs> hey man, I've been uh, I've been accepted into the royal family. <laughs> Hallelujah! I'm about to preach or shout. I'm not sure which is fixing to come out. Amen. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit. Notice that now the Spirit there in verse number sixteen. That's the Holy Spirit. Big old capital S there. It beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. You know if you're saved. Hey, man, you know if you're saved. When the man of God preaches like this and you listen, the Spirit of God is not comforting your heart and and you're getting all nervous and jittery, that's a good possibility. You ain't right with God or you're not one of His. Hey, man, the preacher get up and preach on hell. I can sit there and shout with the rest of them. Hey, man, or be quiet with the rest of them. Depends on how he's preaching. (laughs) But it doesn't bother me because I know my soul is saved. I'm settled in my salvation. Amen. When the man of God preaches the Word of God, if it convicts my heart and the Spirit is not bearing witness with my spirit, I realize I'm not one of His. I need to make some changes. 
Amen. Amen. I need to get things right. We've been adopted into the family of God. Spirit bear witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, verse 17, then heirs and heirs of God. Join heirs with Christ. Christ Jesus is my big brother. <laughs> Amen. That's enough to make you shout. Amen. Amen. Join heirs with Christ and so be that we suffer with Him that we may be glorified together. Mm. Glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together unto now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of the body. Well, what a perfect song to sing tonight for the congregation. Amen. Where we never grow old. Hey, we're longing for and waiting for the day that our bodies are redeemed. Amen. And called out of this world. And what a hope that we have this evening. Waiting for the adoption, we groan within ourselves. Oh, Lord, even so, come quickly. Amen. Amen. Right. Come on and get us out of this wicked and godly mess that we're living in. Mm. For what man has said, wait a minute, verse 24, about got ahead of myself. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. Now, let me say something right here. A lot of people get confused on that verse of Scripture. We're saved. We're not saved by hope I'm saved. We have a no-so salvation. Amen. Amen. It is a no-so salvation. But when it says that we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? We're hoping the day's the day that Jesus comes. Yeah. Amen. We're hoping that the day's the day that he calls the redeemed home. That's the hope he's talking about. But if we hope, verse 25, for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. More right. that's hard to do. Amen. Waiting on the day for Jesus to come. Pray every day. The Scripture teaches us to pray. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. I know the songwriter wrote the song, Wait a little longer, please, Jesus. Let me just go and tell you that song is not scriptural. Right. Amen. That is not a scriptural song. You won't, you won't be punished for singing it. Amen. Just don't sing it where I can hear you. <laughs> Amen. You won't be punished for But that song is not scriptural. We're not to wait a little longer. We're not to ask the Lord to wait a little longer. He says that the believer, you're groaning and longing for the hope that today's the day. Amen. I want to see Jesus. Amen. I want to go to glory. I want to get out of this ungodliness and wickedness and be where my Father is and where my Savior is, where I can rejoice forever and ever. Hope that you realize tonight, once you leave this world and go into the next, up into heaven, up into glory, you won't, you won't be there forever. You're going to be there for a little while, then we're coming back to reign with Christ on a white horse for a thousand years. Amen. Yeah. But I want to get out of here. <laughs> I want that glorified body. Amen. I want, to, I want to move on from where we're at. That's what the Scripture's talking about. We, we, have, we have to have that patience. But if we hope for that we see not, then do we... With patience, wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray 
uh, as we ought to, but the Spirit itself make an intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. I'm going to stop reading right there. If I don't, I'm going to preach that whole chapter. Amen. <laughs> well, we understand, though, that Paul was dealing with sin, dealing with the flesh, and, and talking about living in the flesh and doing those things uh, when we were lost and undone without Christ. But now that we're saved, God has quickened our mortal bodies. He's changed our attitude. Amen. He's changed our actions, and we follow the Spirit of God because He dwells within us, and we follow that and be obedient to that, and God helps us to do things which are well-pleasing in His sight. And the, the biggest battle that we have is in the mind because the mind begins to think, the heart begins to desire. And if we're not careful, we allow the mind and the heart to lead us uh, to follow after the flesh. Right. Can't do that. Amen. We've got to be careful with that. And if you, if you stumble or if you fall, please, uh, I'm not talking sinless perfection tonight. We all fail and we all have our faults. We all have our failures. And if you stumble and if you fall in your flesh, don't give up on God. Confess that. Get right with God. Get back in there. Get back on your feet again and ask God to help you. Never make that mistake again. He'll help you. Man, Feed your mind with things that will help you. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, all thy mind, and all thy strength. And as I said this morning, God never gives a command that He does not make provisions for us to accomplish that command. Amen? Never does that. All throughout the Bible, there's over 900 and some commandments in the Word of God, and God never gives us a commandment that He does not give us what we need to accomplish that command. Amen? Amen? Paul said in Philippians chapter 4, verse number 8, Finally, brethren... He's dealt with all these things all throughout these, these verses of the Bible. And he gets to chapter uh, number 4 of Philippians. And he says, finally, brother, listen to me. Now I'm going to tell you how you can help your mind, brethren. And he says, think on those things. Put into your mind those things that are true and honest and just and pure and holy and lovely and of good report. And that be any virtue, if there be any praise, to think on these things. And so he gives us some things to think of. And I'm going to try to help you tonight to, by the help of the Lord to give you these things and break it down for you the best that I can and to try to help us to give us a list of things to put our mind on. If you sit around the house and you, and you listen, you think on all the negative. Listen, a lot of negative people. Somebody help me right there, amen? A lot of negative. All they think about is the negative. You don't ever ask them at church how they're doing because you'll get a list. <laughs> amen? It's all negative. Oh, my toe hurts and my back hurts. And Listen, I know we all hurt and have all kinds of pains and aches and all that. I'm not criticizing that. But there's, there's people that are always negative, amen? Yeah, my toe hurts. Yeah, my back hurts. But praise God, I'm alive, amen? And I'm, I'm a servant of the Lord and God's blessed me, amen? I've got food on my table and clothes on my back, Amen? Uh, but there's a lot of people that are always negative. Don't think negative. Think positive. I tell my wife that all the time. Uh, think positive, honey. Always think positive. Although the negative comes. We have to deal with the negative, but think positive. Turn your negative into a positive. Amen. Amen. Here Paul is giving us some positive things to keep our mind on. Our thought life must be one that honors God. All right? Uh, first of all, he talks about... Uh, Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest. I'm going to put those two together as honest thoughts. We need some honest thoughts. Amen? Amen. Unkept, or uh, truth, kept, things that are kept that are untrue in your mind are, are not good for your mind. Gossip is not good for your mind. Amen? We're having a fun time tonight, aren't we? Having a good time tonight, ain't you? <laughs> Listen, gossip is not good for your mind. Putting things in your mind that you don't know is true. One of the biggest problems in churches is people who gossip and say things that they don't have the whole story. 
And I can tell you from experience, and y'all probably understand or know this just as well as most people do, but I can tell something up here on the front row every time it gets to Miss Carol on the back row, it's a whole another story. Uh, that's just the way it happens. That's human nature. That's the way it happens. And so listen, don't say things, don't tell things, and don't gossip about things if you don't know the whole story. And I'm just going to go and say it this way, don't gossip at all and you won't have to worry about it. Amen. You get things in your mind and somebody tells you, hey, you know what that's saying? Just say, listen, my ear's not a garbage dump. I ain't got time to hear all that mess. I've got better things to keep on my mind. Amen. Amen. That'll help you. Honest and true. Amen. Paul said, think on those things that are, that are honest and think on those things that are true. Well, do you know what that's saying? Well, do you know if that's true or not? Well, I, so-and-so said, well, who cares what so-and-so said? They don't know. They might not know. They might have the story twisted up. So don't be telling that stuff. Amen? Gossip is one of the things that we need to keep out of our mind. Amen? Untruth. Keep it out of your mind. Well, I know what the preacher said. Well, good. If he's, on, if he's in the Bible, then amen. Spread it. <laughs> amen? amen? If he ain't, then keep your mouth shut. Said this morning, God give us two sets of lips, two sets of lips, and two sets of teeth to keep that thing controlled. Amen. Those things that get in our mind. Be careful what you say to people, and how you communicate to people too. Amen. Be careful. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. The way you say something, you may mean it one way, they take it some way else. Amen. And you've offended them, and you're wondering why in the world they act like. Well, why in the world they want to be like that for? Well, I don't know why they got to act like that. And the whole time they thought you said something, but you didn't say that or didn't say it that way. They took it the wrong way, and you ain't spiritual enough to go to them and talk to them and ask them. Have a good time tonight, don't we? Amen. Amen. I'm just trying to help us, amen. Those thoughts, the things that get in your mind, the true and honest thoughts, we have to make sure that our mind is pure and that it's clear, and we think on things that are honest. The mind is a battleground. And it don't take but one word for somebody to say that can mess your mind up. Get you to thinking on something that's not true. Good preaching. Thank you. Amen. <laughs> Romans chapter 12 verse 17. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. As much as, uh, if it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Keep the gossip out. Amen. Don't spread no gossip. Keep it pure. Keep it clean. If you talk to people, amen, just make sure you got your story straight. Everybody said amen. amen. <laughs> Don't lock up on me now. I'm trying to help us. Keep our mind clean. Keep it pure. Second Corinthians chapter number 8. Paul is dealing with this in the Corinthian church, and he says in 2 Corinthians chapter number 8, verse number 21, Paul said, providing for honest things, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. Amen? Provide things that are honest, not, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. 1 Peter chapter number 2, verse number 12. Having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. Your honest conversation. Have your conversation honest. Have your, your speech honest. Your behavior honest. Amen? And so whenever somebody comes at you and has some accusations against you, everybody that knows you says that's not their character. They don't think like that. They don't act like that. 
And so it, uh, it shuts up the mouths of the wicked. Amen. Oh, my, preacher, you're digging deep. Well, I'm sorry. No, I'm not. <laughs> first John chapter number 1, I mean, First John chapter number 2, the Bible says in verse number 8, we're talking about things that are honest and things that are true that put into our mind. We keep out the gossip, amen, we keep out the untruth, the fill our mind with truth. First John 2, 8, the Bible says, again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth. Amen? That true light now shineth. So we got to keep that, that thought light, keep it honest and keep it true, keep it pure. Then also the, the Bible says there's, there's just and pure. I call these the, the holy thoughts. We want to have some holy thoughts, amen, in our mind. Thinking on things that are honest and keeping things honest. Let me, let me back up and say this when we're dealing with honest thoughts, that false religion, that mess is not honest, amen. It's false. Don't fall for that stuff, amen. Now, we, we think about Catholicism, we think about all different de- uh, denominations and religions, and we know a lot of that when it comes at us. We know the Jehovah's Witness is not honest. We know the, the Latter-day Saints is not honest. We understand all that. But there's the Baptists, listen close to me, there's the Baptists that are teaching things in our day that's not honest. It's right. false religion, amen. There's independent fundamental Baptists that are teaching things that is not honest, amen. Right. The Apostle Paul said, if anybody come preaching another Jesus... Let him be accursed. Amen. Amen. And there's a group out there that's preaching Jesus Christ to be saved plus works. You have to add two. You have to do something. Amen. You have to be baptized in order to be saved. Amen. That's adding two. That's that's another Jesus. Amen. That's another gospel. And that is not Bible. That's false religion. Those things are not honest. Amen. Keep things that are honest and things that are true. And God will bless us. Amen. Amen. I'm going to move on. I'm not going to deal much with that tonight. I don't have time. Holy thoughts are things that, that keep our mind clean. A dirty mind is a sick mind. Amen? A dirty mind is a sick mind, and according to the Word of God, it will defile you. If you think dirty thoughts, it will defile you. We're living in a day of where they're trying to pass laws to allow pedophiles to legally do their ungodly deeds. It's defiling a nation. Amen? Those ungodly things that they do. What happens, they begin to think dirty thoughts. They begin to have a sick mind. And then it defiles them. And they want to follow their stinking, rotten flesh because that's all they've ever done. Amen. The born-again child of God cannot allow those sick minds, dirty minds, to defile us because the Spirit of God lives within us. So we think on holy things. Amen. We think on holy things. Now listen, let me help you. If you have a thought come into your mind, you can't help, and I've said this before, you can't help what comes into your mind because they do that. They just pop in there, but get it out of there. Don't allow it to linger. Amen? If you have a thought about something that you know it's ungodly, you know that angle of God, get it out of there. Begin to think on things that are holy and pure and honest. Amen? Paul said in Romans chapter 15, verse 6, that ye may with one mind and with one mouth glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You have a thought into your mind that's unholy, that's sick and it's dirty. The first thing you ought to do is praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for saving my unworthy soul. Thank you, Lord, for the day you've blessed me with. Begin to praise Him and honor Him with the words out of your mouth and it'll clean that mind up real fast. Amen. Amen. Well, we're having a good time tonight. First Peter chapter 1, verse 16, the Bible says, Because it is written, 
Be ye holy, for I am holy. And his spirit dwelleth within us. Amen? So we're to be holy. Have holy thoughts. There's harmonious thoughts. Now hang in there. Don't, don't give up on me, all right? Harmonious thoughts. What does that mean? Things which are lovely. Paul said, think on those things that are lovely. You know what the Scripture says about things that are lovely? It's things that are in unity. Things that are in harmony. I take my guitar up here and I get that thing out of tune. That thing ain't lovely at all. <laughs> Amen. It's the worst thing. I listened to somebody on Facebook today and my wife said, what in the world is that? Poor fellow, bless his heart. He was trying to sing and play a guitar and his, tune, uh, his guitar was out of tune. His voice was out of tune. I said, oh, Lord. Bless them people. They, they, they need some help. <laughs> Amen. But listen, that's not lovely when it's out of tune. When you sing out of tune and your instruments are out of tune, that's not lovely. I want to hear something that's in tune, that's unified. Amen. When all the strings are unifying together, it makes a lovely tune. You take the piano with all those 88 strings and you get them all out of tune. That thing ain't lovely. It's awful. But you get them all in unity. Amen. And it makes some of the beautiful uh, sounds that you ever heard. The auto harp's got 32 strings on it. And y'all heard it this afternoon. It makes beautiful noise. Amen. Uh, but the, the same goes for the church and for the believers. If we're out of sorts with one another, we're not in tune with each other, we're not in tune with God, we're ugly to the world, and we're not well-pleasing to the Lord. Amen. Uh, there's no unity there. And it's because sometimes the things that get in our mind. He likes him more than he likes me. Well, grow up. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Grow up. Amen. But the, the harmonious thoughts, the things that are lovely. The Bible says in Psalms 133, verse number 1, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Amen. Amen. Those are things that are lovely. Amen. I was thinking about coming over here to the church this afternoon and this morning. I was thinking about it yesterday. And I was thinking about everybody that's here at the church. I don't know you that well, but I'm learning names and I'm learning new faces and learning new people and I'm learning how to pray for different needs and things like that. And it excites me, man. And, and I'm thinking about all the things of the, that's going on here at the church. And listen, we all dwell together and we worship. And there's been a good spirit. I've had good liberty every time I've preached here. And that means that we're dwelling together in unity, amen. Whenever there's not unity in the Spirit of God's not having liberty, amen. I can't preach like I do. Amen. You can't sing like you do neither. <laughs> amen. Unity. The things that are lovely is when the brethren are dwelling together in unity. And I know y'all was cutting up picking this evening on each other. Listen, that was in love. I can tell that. Y'all wasn't mad at each other. That was in love. And you can tell the difference. Amen. amen. You can tell the difference. I thought it was funny. Brother Terry, I had his back. Y'all didn't see me, but I had that guitar ready. <laughs> oh well <laughs> dwell together in unity love one another amen pure thoughts lovely thoughts harmonious thoughts love thy neighbor first Corinthians chapter 13 talks all about a whole chapter on love love covers a multitude of sins that's the bible can you believe what so and so did can you believe you would keep your mouth shut <laughs> Maybe you don't have to tell everything you know. Love covers up a multitude. So let God deal with that. That's a lot of times we try to play the Holy Spirit. A lot of times we try to play God and try to play the Holy Spirit. It'd be good if we just keep this thing here shut and let God deal with it. Right. Amen. That's good stuff, isn't it? Amen. But we dwell together in unity. We go to them and say, listen, I, I'm praying for you. I'm not talking about you. I'm not gossiping about you. I've got 
right thoughts in my mind, and my thoughts are that I need to pray for you and encourage you to do what's right. Dwelling together in unity instead of division. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Endeavoring. That means it's a, we've got to work at it. Amen? We've got to work at it. Keep our mind clear. Keep our thoughts clear. I'm trying to hurry. I've got a couple more things. Let, let me share them with you. There's also not only the honest thoughts, the holy thoughts, the harmonious thoughts, being in unity one with another, being in harmony with each other, instead of division. Amen. Uh, churches don't go very far when they're divided. Families don't last very long when they're divided. Yeah. Marriages don't last very long when there's division. Yeah. Amen. There has to be unity. Amen. Uh, has to be. That's just the way God ordained it to be. If the church ever does anything, it's got to be in unity. Amen. You have a pastor that leads and you follow. Somebody made the comment that, that everything rises and falls on leadership. That's not absolutely correct. Because they also, if there's good leadership, there must be fellowship. Amen? There must be fellowship. The man of God can't do it all by himself. Amen? Everybody say amen. That's good right there. Amen? amen. <laughs> leadership and fellowship. We follow the man of God. Trust the man of God. He's following God. We're going to trust him. We're going to listen to God. We're going to follow. And we're going to be obedient and see what God does. Then we have these happy thoughts. Happy thoughts are things of good report. You know what's a good report? Thoughts that are not discouraging or depressing. That's a good report. What did y'all do yesterday? Well, we went down to the house of God, and the man of God preached the Word of God, and the singers sung the songs of Zion, and the Holy Ghost showed up, and we said, Hallelujah, Amen, and had a good time at the house of the Lord. Y'all a bunch of fanatics. Well, you ought to come on down and join us. <laughs> hey man, y'all a bunch of hypocrites. Well, you ought to come on down and join us. I'd rather go to church with a bunch of hypocrites than go to hell with a bunch. Hey man, <laughs> hey man, I ought to just come on down there and join with us. Have some happy thoughts. Hey man, think about the things that God has done for us. Think about the things that God has done for us. About the day that He saved you. Hey man, hey, remember the day when He picked you up out of the miry clay and set your feet upon a solid rock. Remember the day that the man of God preached the Word of God and the Holy Ghost of God pierced your heart, convicted you of your sins, showed you you was on the way to a devil's hell. Remember that day? The songwriter wrote the song, I remember the day when the Lord saved me. Amen. Amen. Those are happy thoughts, not depressing thoughts. Think about the, the day that God saved you. Think about what the Lord has done since you have been saved. Amen. Preacher, God ain't done nothing for me since I've been saved. Well, I want to tell you something. You're the first person I've ever met to say God's never done anything for you since He saved you. If anybody can say that, amen. I've not met one person ever tell me that. I've not met anybody that said they got saved and regretted getting saved. Never met, never met the first. I, I never will if they truly got saved. <laughs> amen. Listen, think about the things that God's done for us after the fact that we're saved. David said in Psalm 77 verse 11, I remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. And David was reminiscing about all the things that God had done for him. You know, the Bible teaches us in 1 Samuel chapter 30, I believe it is, that David encouraged himself in the Lord. Lost everything he has, come back from battle. Hey, listen, the camp had been attacked. Everything that he owned was gone. His family, his wives, his children, everything everything was gone. And the Bible says that David was greatly distressed. But how did he fix that problem? He began to think of some happy thoughts. 
began to think about what God had done for him and where God had brought him from. And Amen. He was able to keep going and moving forward for the Lord. And we have to think on some happy thoughts. First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 12. Remember His marvelous works that He hath done, His wonders and the judgments of His mouth. Happy thoughts are positive thoughts. Amen. Psalms 40, verse 1. Y'all know this, but I'm going to read it anyway. David said, I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined unto me. He heard my cry, brought me up also out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay, set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings, put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and trust in the Lord. I wonder why people don't want what we have. Maybe because our mind is dirty. Maybe our thought life is wicked. Maybe we've been thinking on some depressing stuff and discouraging. Do you know how many people's on depressing medication in our day? Do you know how many people that go to, to the doctors who believe we come from apes and monkeys and they sit down and talk to them and they allow them to put them on medicine because they're depressed and they say that they're Christians, born again believers? That's, there's a problem with that. <laughs> I know some people have a broken mind. I don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I know some people have a broken mind. There's dementia. My father had it. My stepdad had it. My father-in-law had it. I know lots of people that's got dement. That's a broken mind, and that, that happens. But there's those folks that, listen, their mind is really not broken except for the thoughts they have in it, and they allow somebody to medicate them because they're depressed. Christians don't have no reason to be depressed. Amen? We have no reason. I preach I get depressed all the time. Well, did you forget when God saved you? Did you forget that God has not blotted your name out of the book of life? Have you forgot what God's done for you since the day He has saved you? It's not just about saving you from the devil's hell. It's about saving you from the wrath to come. Listen, I'm not going through the tribulation period. That's enough right there to make you be excited and be happy, amen, that I'm not going through the tribulation, amen. He's not appointed me unto the wrath to come, but unto salvation. I'm going to be saved from that, amen. That's enough to make you happy, amen. Don't be depressed. They don't need to be depressed. Blessed is the man that maketh the Lord his trust and respecteth not the proud, nor such as turn aside the lies. Many, O Lord, my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done, and thy thoughts which are to usward. They cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I were to declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Yeah. You ever thought about counting your blessings? <laughs> Whoop. That'll make you happy, amen. Songwriter wrote the song, I remember the day when the Lord saved me. All of heaven came down. I was happy and free. Y'all remember that day? Another songwriter wrote the song, said, I never shall forget the day when all the burdens from my soul were rolled away. The songwriter said, it makes me happy, glad, and free. I'll sing and shout it, for he is everything to me. Amen. Y'all don't have that song in your song, but we're going to get a song with that song in it. Amen. I never shall forget, but that'll make you happy. Amen. Happy thoughts. Healthy thoughts. There be any virtue. These are healthy thoughts. I've got to hurry. Dirty books, dirty magazines, soap operas, TV shows, all that vulgar wickedness. These have no virtue. There's no virtue in such things. They do not stimulate healthy thoughts. Be careful what you watch. Be careful what you set before your eyes. Song, the, the little kids used to sing the song in, in Sunday school. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. 
For the Father up above, looking down in his love. Amen. Careful little eyes, what you see. Then they go through the, the ears, the, the hands. Be careful of the hands, what you touch. Be careful of the feet, where you go. Be, be careful what you set before your eyes. Amen. The TV shows, the, the soap operas. And the, listen, you can't sit around and dwell on that mess. They're not healthy. They have no virtue. They don't stimulate healthy thoughts. The grass is not always greener on the other side. Amen. Colossians chapter 3.18, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as it is fit in the Lord. Wives, love your husband. Don't try to love somebody else. Amen. That's not healthy. It's not healthy thinking. Romans chapter 12, verse 21, Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Have some healthy, positive thoughts. Then also, that's if there be any virtue, healthy thoughts, and I'm going to give you this last one, heavenly thoughts. Healthy thoughts, if there be any virtue. Heavenly thoughts, if there be any praise. Paul said, think on these things. The things that are healthy. The things that are heavenly. The heavenly thoughts should be things that are thoughts that, who, that is concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. Who, a God who is worthy of all of our praise. We'll be thinking on those things. If there be any praise. Well, have mercy. There's praise. Amen. There's lots of praise. There's lots of reason to pray. Let me let me give you some Bible real quickly. I'm going, I'm going to try to hurry. Let me give you some Bible real quickly. Second Timothy, Second Timothy chapter number four, Second Timothy chapter number four. The Scripture says, in verse number eighteen, and the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and preserve me with His heavenly unto His heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever. And ever, amen. Well, if that ain't nothing heavenly to shout about, there's never been anything written to shout about. He will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom. Amen. amen. Hebrews chapter number 3. Let me give you some more. Amen. While we're on a good roll. Hebrews chapter number 3. Verse number, uh, verse number 1. Hebrews chapter number 3. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, that's us, Consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, uh, Jesus Christ. Ain't got nothing to praise about? Think about Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's enough to praise, amen? That sparks some praise in you if you think about Christ and what He's done for you, what He's done for uh, your family, if He's saved your family, amen, if He's saved your children, amen? Uh, lots of things there to praise Him for. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, Blessed be the God, our Father, Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. There's many reasons to praise. Amen. The psalmist said in Psalms 34, verse 3, the psalmist says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Magnify Him. Lift Him up. Recognize Him. Praise Him. Amen. Amen. Those are healthy thoughts. Amen. Heavenly thoughts. That'll help your mind. Amen. Paul said, think on these things. Proverbs 16, verse 3, Commit thy way unto the, thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. Isaiah 55, verse 7, the Bible said, Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return unto the Lord. He will have mercy upon him, and go to our God, for he will abundantly pardon for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither my ways your ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Amen. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, 
piercing even to the desire and asunder of soul and spirit and the, of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Right. The Word of God can help us. The Word of God is the only thing that can help us. Oh, amen? amen? Keeping our thought life right. Keeping some healthy thoughts, some honest thoughts, pure thoughts, heavenly thoughts. Amen? The things that come into our mind. We have to protect our mind. The Scripture says in the book of Ephesians, chapter number 6, it talks about putting on the whole armor of God. Amen. Well, in that whole armor of God, it says put on the helmet of salvation. Now, many people take that verse of Scripture to mean that the helmet of salvation means that we have salvation entered into our mind and we know that we're lost and we hear the gospel preached. That's not what that Scripture is talking about. When we put on, it's talking to the believer because it says put on the whole armor of God. It's talking about the believer and that helmet of salvation is protection for the mind. Save your mind from the wickedness of the world. Amen. Uh, You have a sound mind. You have a right mind. You put on the helmet of salvation and you protect your mind. You bring into captivity every thought and every imagination and everything that is against the knowledge of God. That's the helmet of salvation. Put that thing on every day. Amen. Don't get up and take off without the armor of God. Whatever you do, don't miss that helmet. You take a warrior that goes out to fight his battle. He doesn't take his sword. He doesn't take his shield. He's in a mess. He better hope he can do some hand-to-hand combat. He better hope he's a Bruce Lee. <laughs> he better hope he's got some, some fast moves. You let that dude go out without his helmet. No matter if he is fast. If they pop him on the head, it's over with. Don't forget the helmet. That's, that's one of the main important parts. Amen. When it comes to serving the Lord, it comes to living for God, don't forget your helmet of salvation. Protect your mind. Guard your mind. Amen. Many more things to be said about the mind, but I hope this is a help to you tonight. Think on things that are pure, honest, and true, and healthy. Amen. Good virtue. If there's any virtue, if there's any praise, think on these things. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, tonight.